Today is Wednesday, January 17th. The title for our devotional is Joy and Purpose in Suffering. Today we move ahead to verses 6 through 7, and I'm just going to jump right into it, because of course I have a lot to say. <laughs> verse Peter 1, 3 through 12, we're just going to read through verse 7. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. What beautiful words. Okay, so to begin, the in this, starting in verse 6, says, in this you rejoice. It's referring to all of verses 3 through 5, that God has caused us to be born again to a living hope and an eternal inheritance, and that believers are guarded by God till the end. This is cause for joy, he says, even in the midst of suffering, which is the context. We can't see it in English, but in Greek, this is all one long sentence, and here we come to our first verb, rejoice. When you're looking for the main idea of a passage, the primary verb is the place to start, and here we have it. So Peter's main idea here is to rejoice in that God has caused you to be born again, uh, even though they are suffering various trials. These trials are only for a little while, he says, nothing compared to the eternality of our salvation, inheritance, and living hope. These trials are if necessary. The form in the Greek is to assume that they are, and we will see why in just a minute. The various trials is a vague term, which likely includes more than just persecution. Remember, his audience is facing not just direct persecution, but conflict with the culture. He encourages them to think of these as trials. Trial here refers to an attempt to learn the true nature or character of something. So think of it as a stress test. Right? In a stress test, you run on a treadmill with a device monitoring your cardiovascular and your respiratory system. The idea is to stress those systems to see what they're made of. Uh, the test will reveal whether or not you're in good shape. Peter is next going to elaborate that this is what trials do in the Christian life. They prove the tested genuineness of your faith. He uses the example of refining gold. Gold is refined by melting it down. The impurities are either burned up or they rise to the top to be scraped off. The end result of the process is a more pure gold sample. Similarly, trials reveal our sin and idolatries that need to be removed from our lives. Trials are quite good at this and often reveal sins in our lives that would have otherwise gone unnoticed. This then, in the Christian perspective, is cause to rejoice, as Peter says. Our faith is being refined. We're becoming more like Jesus. Gold is valuable, but remember, Peter's perspective is eternal. What good is gold when you're dead? It's not a living hope. Our living, if our living hope is in gold, it dies with you. Your faith, however, is much more valuable. Not only is your faith eternal, but a faith purified through trials will result in what he says is praise, glory, and honor when Jesus returns. The question is, does this process result in more praise, glory, and honor given to God on the part of the believer, or uh, are these given to the believer whose faith has been purified? See the difference there. Either translation is fine with what Peter said and attested to elsewhere in scripture, so it's fine grammatically and it's also fine theologically. Uh, but I think it's best to take it as the second one here. So the idea then is that the believer's refined faith through trials will result in praise. So this word praise can also be translated approval. Uh, the idea being what Jesus says in Matthew 25, 23, when 
in the new creation, Jesus telling us, well done, good and faithful servant, that type of praise or approval. It will also result in glory for the believer, which we see also in Romans 2, 7, 2, 10, 8, 18, 8, 21, 8, 30, 2 Corinthians 3, 18. It's all through scripture that believers will be glorified by God. The believer will also receive honor. You can see that in 1 Corinthians 12, 24, 1 Timothy 5, 17, Psalm 8, which is quoted uh, in Hebrews 2, 7. So again, I think those, the receiving of approval or praise, glory, and honor is what the believers whose faith has been tested and purified will receive in the new creation. So Peter here, again, he has no qualms about holding out these these rewards for Christians whose faith has been refined through the crucible of suffering. We shouldn't either. It is because of the hope of this reward that we can not only persevere through suffering, but we can rejoice in the midst of it. This is the bedrock of a resilient faith. When we suffer, we often wonder what the purpose is. Tim Keller has said, just because we can't think of a purpose doesn't mean that there isn't one, which is so profound. Peter here is getting at a universal purpose to trials. He does a great job of balancing this purpose without glamorizing it. This isn't the way it should be. Our salvation is still waiting to be fully revealed. Yet we also have to deal with the reality of it, of it. Suffering, evil, trials are all around us all the time. And even from Peter's story, which we talked about last week, it's clear that his trials have produced a more genuine faith. Remember, he went from being a coward to courageous in the face of trials and suffering. He learned to be vigilant in prayer. He learned to surrender to God's will, even in suffering. He became the rock on which Christ built his church. So for reflection time today, how have the various trials you've faced in your life refined your faith? Can you rejoice in that which is so valuable? As a side note, this is so difficult to say because the trials are not good in and of themselves. As we mentioned, there's a balance here. There's a tension here. Suffering is not good. But with this perspective of how it refines and strengthens your faith, we can persevere through them and we can even find joy in the midst of them, especially with the perspective of knowing the reward that awaits us in the new creation. So it's worth being resilient and persevering through.